Welcome, everybody. We're back again here to share and spread the worst news from the from the East. I guess today we're going to focus on Russia as usual. And uh, I don't know. Uh, there's really not that much that has changed other than the recent uh, launch of, I heard it was a 200 missiles, and uh, but now there's reports coming from the Ministry of Defense that it wasn't just missiles, that bombers were used. It was basically a big strike. We had a big strike, and it was a retaliation against a Ukrainian strike uh, at a, a two um, Russian airfields that were housing, apparently, strategic nuclear bombers. And uh, the reaction has been uh, very interesting. Uh, I believe uh, you guys can ch chime in on this. Uh, Simanyan uh, went absolutely uh, full exto on uh, on Ukraine, talking about how this triggered uh, a nuclear... This, this, this could... Uh, what do you call it justify a nuclear retaliation uh that's kind of an interesting position to have uh but um i don't know uh the, the reaction has been interesting and uh we sort of see a pattern emerging now where ukraine nips at russia somehow commits uh an you know an act of i guess sabotage you could say and then russia sends out another wave of missiles i recently just wrote did, did a write-up on it and I don't know, do you guys want to start by talking about that? I know you've prepared some interesting news. I've asked you to bring some good news to the table today. So do you want to get the bad news out of the way first and then uh, talk about the good news first? What do you guys think about the strikes? Uh, what do you think about the whole, the whole story around them? Because now some people are saying, you know, what, 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 what even hit the Russian airfield? Was it a UAV? Uh, was it a conventional missile? Some some stories on telegram about how a truck was blown up or something like that what are your thoughts on that chime in uh well uh first about uh you know what you said before that you know is it a missile or they're also using bombers in like retaliation i mean uh the bombers nowadays are are, are just you know vehicles for missiles you know nobody do drops dumb bombs anymore it's you know it, it's, it's too dangerous so it's all just missiles, cruise missiles, even if it's even even if it's air launched. And then, uh, you know, uh, this you know, like this missile attack, perhaps is, isn't actually even in retaliation against this airfield because it happened very very quickly. You know, after the Ukrainian strike. So I, I, actually, it, maybe it was already planned, like that. Uh, well, and, it was and, Monday. And, uh, Monday means uh, strikes. You know, you got to start the week off strong. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and, and indeed, and, and indeed, from the photograph, you can see that, that the Ukrainians actually hit a fuel truck that was parked next, next, next to next to an airplane, right? So, as they were fueling the the airplane up, you know, for a strike mission, and in fact, that is what the Russian Ministry of Defense says in, in, in its statement that that they were uh, attempting to interfere with 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 its combat operations, and then it calls it terrorism, which I don't know, you know, like. If you're preparing a combat operation and somebody strikes your military base, is that really terrorism? Okay, I mean, I think we had that talk before. Yeah, it's probably just an act of war, an act of sabotage. Riley, you were going to chime in. I mean, I don't, I don't have that much to add, but I, I do have to agree with Marco's last comment here, which is, well, I wonder, like, what, what are the actual rules of engagement here? Is Ukraine? I'm not, I'm not justifying it but is ukraine not allowed to strike air bases where russia is launching attacks from like is that is that not allowed or is it just 
okay, maybe it's considered an escalation because it's this is Russian territory, obviously, but is that should this really surprise us? And if it's coming as a surprise to Moscow, that would worry me, you know. I, it seems as if uh, this is something that they should have been prepared for. And it's also, one has to ask, where was the anti-air systems guarding this apparently very important Russian air base? So it's just a very odd situation as usual. Strangeness everywhere. All right, well, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the good stuff. Uh, Riley, tell us your good news for today. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, let's see, what did I have? I had something here. Oh, right. Uh, Russia has signed this law banning LGBT propaganda as well as gender reassignment surgeries for the youngsters, reportedly. I'm looking at it now. So look, this is what I'll say about this. I think that this, you know, of, of all the things I'd have to say as someone who has lived, who is an American, but has lived in Russia for many years, I gotta say that the, you know, the gay stuff and the uh, tranny, the tranny agenda, that's gotta be the biggest, in my opinion, that really is the biggest sort of social difference between Russia and the United States. A lot of stuff is actually remarkably similar, but this is really the big one. So I get why people uh, applaud this and I and I think it's, I personally, I think it is good news. I do have to, I do have to add though, that in general, when there are laws banning, you know, so-called propaganda. It's always a slippery slope. So you got to be careful with that one. Because, and it's not even about what constitutes LGBT propaganda. It's more like when you set a precedent where you're banning certain materials, you just have to be careful that it, it doesn't, doesn't sort of set you up for uh, giving the state control over other areas of whatever, right? Of just social... In the in the public forum, right in the marketplace of ideas. So that's my only reservation. But generally speaking, I think that this is a very positive thing. I will never understand the West obsession with mutilating children and filling their brains with bizarro, sexualized, weird sludge that seems to be aimed at turning us all into mush. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? I kind of want to chime in on this. I've always had this theory that, uh, well, we know that the we know that the Western elite gets up to strange sexual practices, uh, and that they they all have blackmail on each other. And I think that's like the system that they have in the West. And you kind of and stop me if I'm if I'm uh, like going too far with this, but it seems like that's just like the like you always need a way to control the elites. Uh, like you know to to yeah and so the the western system has always seemed to be uh to use buggery and um like this like you know like sexual type stuff as as a means of control and i think that is one of the good things we can say about uh russia's elite is that they just rely on like good old fashioned like you know uh, 
money stealing to to keep each other in line you know like so in the west as we know now from like say the epstein story and we know from all these like strange sex cult stories that have come out in recent years and and i i I believe in pizza gate i think there's a lot of uh stuff to corroborate it i don't believe in say tunnels where oprah and tom hanks rape kids but uh, i do know that oprah and tom hanks were on that epstein list of, of 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 not passengers but visitors to the island so uh i think that what happens is that yeah like it even starts let's say in um in college when you join these uh frats and these secret societies they I mean, famously, Skull and Bones has the candidate lay down in a coffin naked while the other members jack off on them, right? And uh, there are other stuff. I mean, even like more less powerful frats do make you do homoerotic stuff. And I wonder if that's like that's the system that the that the mostly Anglo like creme de la creme elites use to keep each other in line. Whereas in Russia, they just make you steal something. Uh, so that now you are also like a, a thief, just like they are, and and you and you and you keep the secrets of the other thieves. So it's kind of like I do think it's a it's a much better system, the Russian one. It's not as like depraved and repugnant. Uh, I would say <laughs> probably better if, if none of this existed. But you know, we live in the world that we live in. What do you think of that? Uh, hold on, let me just uh, issue a really quick clarification. I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's not that they banned gender reassignment surgery; it's they banned propaganda that promotes it, including in books, movies, commercials, media publications, computer games, and like in marketplaces. I guess that's sort of- Yeah, like well, yeah you have product. to wonder, yeah. you have to wonder if there's any teeth to that because they had that old LGBTQ yeah. law. Well, okay, that's, that's also what I was wondering. I mean, I'm not a good person to speak on this in detail, but I do know that Russia does, has had similar laws on the books and i don't think it's been used in, yeah in a very... well, well there's an issue of, there might be an issue of redundancy here isn't it the case because you know in the story that you found riley it also says in the headline right there you know that pedophilia is now also banned you know so so wow this is like truly amazing great news best news ever you know like apparently pedophilia is finally banned in russia you know are, are we to understand that you know until now it, you know it has not been banned yeah, well, ex- exactly. There's, there's sort of a, there's sort of like a, we, all, we, all, everybody knows that pedophilia is not allowed, but we're just gonna make, sh- we're gonna double, we're gonna make sure everybody knows it like a second time. Well, I can bring up some like really concrete examples of what I'm talking about. For example, Medusa, uh, not Medusa, sorry, um, Yandex Zen uh, had Yandex was basically promoting this sort of like social, like blogosphere podcast, like an internal. Uh, system like its own Substack, you know, and on it they had this uh, show called Nove Materinstva, like New Motherhood, and in the show it was basically these like crazy women Russians or you know maybe not Russian ethnically, but they were promoting um, and not just promoting they were talking about how to groom kids and to like encourage them to to transition, and uh, this was promoted by Yandex and 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 that still fits under the old law of banning LGBT propaganda targeted at children. And so me and the boys, we got together and we started, we like filed a formal complaint to the, to the relevant ministry. And we even tried to, we even started a petition and we got like, I don't know, like 6,000 signatures or something like that. And um, nothing ever came of it uh, because what were they going to do to Yandex? See, I mean, that's how, how are they going to stop Instagram? How are they going to stop, you know what I mean? Like, is there any teeth 
to, to any of this stuff. Yeah. And then I will go ahead. Uh, oh, 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 no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, well, let me say, and, uh, so, you know, look, look, this is brought up as good news. And okay, okay, you know, I'm going to be the downer again. But I've also seen the comment that this is kind of, that this is kind don't of Don't do it, Marco. Don't do it. Don't look, be look, like a, look, look, fight it. Look, it, it, look, it's okay to, to ban all this stuff, but isn't there a war going on? You know, how, how the hell do you have time to be doing this right now? You know, like, you just Putin sign a paper. Signing, you know, Putin is signing a law, you know, to, to, ban, to ban pedophilia for the second time. Okay, great. Amazing news. You know, it's like, why aren't you visiting arms factories? You know, you know like, why uh, are you... you, know, know, why like are you... the Medvedev approach where you visit arms factories, right? If Sabianin can go to Donetsk, why hasn't Putin? That's, well, that's it, came, it, it, it came up this week, actually. They, they asked him, are you going to go to Don, Donbass? And he said, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know when. I I think Peskov said that, and Peskov's been saying that for months, since oh. like spring of this year. Oh, oh yeah, I he's, think, he's going. I think he rode a car across the Crimean Bridge recently. Uh, he so, did. He did that like yesterday. Yeah. So oh, he's been busy. Mercedes. Yeah. Why can't um, you just ride a Lada? Why can't you promote the domestic Russian cars here? Huh? That's what uh, I well, want to know. I know Lada came out with this like super tricked out limousine. Uh, he should have rode one of those, you know, gotten some rims and uh, <laughs> rode over in style. But uh, the second example I was going to bring up in regards to pedophilia, there was a guy called Svetov, Mikhail Svetov. His real name is, uh, people say it's, it's Lichtman. I haven't actually looked into that, but it checks out. And, you know, he's, he's, he was this libertarian guy. Uh, and of course, uh, no offense, Marco, he was, uh, very like he, he wasn't up to date on the like age of consent laws let's just put it that way and he ran this like blog uh where he was just straight up like posting child pornography and just straight up talking about all of his really really intense fetishes i mean like chainsaws and like dismemberment and and this kind of stuff it was all up there and he was even asked about this point blank uh this isn't a secret he was asked about this point blank some guy tried to stab him on a, on a show that he went on and this guy was running the Libertarian Party in Russia. He was out in the protests. He was aligned with Navalny. And uh, anyway, this so all this information was out there, and 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 a relationship that he had with the girl that was underage was was also out there. But um, you know, it, it all kind of boiled down to him being arrested for one day. Uh, and this was like three years ago. One day in Moscow. Then he was released the next day, and then he fled to Italy, where he's been. Ever since, while well, he's creating more, like you know, content, like he's he's a political pundit at this point. So you have to wonder, and he, and I guess the the explanation for why he he got off so leniently was, well, he's because he's 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 connected in Moscow. He's he's you know all the liberals in Moscow sort of have this shield. They have this protection because they're all connected to the government. They all have like rich family that's been around since like you know the Soviet times. That they're they're and and so. That's basically the only explanation I can give for why a guy who is like anti-Putin, pro, and he ran a group. He had a group within his organization that was literally, I mean, I, I know I was in that group. I, we were trying to get him shut down. Uh, like I entered that group to see what they were talking about. And it was intense. It was these people aligned with the Libertarian Party of Russia uh, who were literally sitting around talking about how to groom kids. And there was a guy running the group who was a mathematics teacher there was a woman who was uh literally like a, a what do you call it, a regional head of the party that was administering the group 
and they were just like posting all this like blatantly like you wouldn't even see this sort of stuff in in america like a group like blatantly saying like they would they would hide it somehow they they would say you know how they do it in the west it's all about exploring and it's all about breaking stereotypes and blah 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 no these guys were like now nah, we're into kids and they were open there was a big group a couple hundred people on telegram affiliated with the political party uh with the members showing their faces publicly even going to speaking events and uh today uh one of them actually did get uh arrested eventually but the i don't know about the rest of them so yeah you really got to wonder how much teeth this thing has and if you know if, if it's somebody with political connections or somebody with money you have to wonder if, if the law will actually well, well 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 let's be honest i mean i mean i mean this is all about signaling this is all about you know like you know we're in a war now so so you know we we're showing how we are different from the enemy uh you know from shall we say the distant enemy the the great satan not not, not the little one in kiev yeah look you know what i would say is that i mean i'm not the law in a sense does have a certain amount of legitimacy to it in my opinion just because russia is a pretty socially conservative country in general at least on this issue i mean not with like divorce rates and abortion and stuff like that but um but this just yeah this just seems more it's more of a bottom up than a top down thing though right like whether this law existed or whether it's enforced or not the reality is that most russians like russians will get like i've seen it they get like physically sick or like they get noticeably angry when you talk when these subjects come up like pedophile like pedophiles and you know this uh you know transgender gender reassignment stuff they really really don't a lot of them really don't like it maybe not in the cities but if you've ever gone out to the regions i mean i don't know if i told you guys the story but when i was in bashkortostan that was uh and there was like that uh eurovision song contest which i've never actually watched but the year that i was in bashkortostan one of the guy who won it was this transvestite who like had a beard his Conchito name he was like yeah 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 and so there's this whole fad in this town in bashkortostan where all the men shaved their like beards in protest i'm not even joking and so i still i was i would you know i'm too lazy to shave so I'm like walking around the grocery store and dudes were coming up to me and like, why haven't you shaved yet? Why haven't you shaved? I was like, what the fuck? Like, leave me alone, man. I don't, I don't care about your protest. I just want to, you know, buy my groceries like, and go home. It's like Peter the Great all over again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that's no, it's true. Uh, you, you cannot fault the Russian people for being tolerant of that kind of stuff. And actually, you can't really fault Ukrainians for it. Again, the... If you go to like central Kiev, you will see rainbow flags, uh, not like in Amsterdam or something like that. But uh, there is some of that. But again, this is not this is like a big city thing. This is like a, a Western top down thing. I don't even think Ukrainians support. It. And if you tell them that, like, look, you're aligning with people who state who like drape rainbow flags on their embassies. Like, what are you doing? Uh, they just sort of aggressively deny it but um yeah i don't think any slavic country is very pro any of this stuff maybe the czech republic i don't know probably marco knows more about it uh but uh marco you had some good news to share as well let's hear it uh yeah uh, it's about shell production so so the americans came out they said like we're massively ramping out shell production you know just dramatic increases 
you know, like we're investing and we're going to, you know, contact, you know, defense plants, you know, to, to buy more from them. Because actually right now, as I understand it, all the shells are actually being made in, in government-owned factories. You know, it's a communist mode of production. But, you know, now they're going to expand that, plus they're going to start buying, you know, for, from all these corporations. And, and you know, I mean, you, you, you're going to ask me, Marco, where's the good news in that? But the thing is, you know, after, you know, you, you, you go into the actual text and, and you come down to the actual numbers, it's like they're producing 15,000 now. And they hope that in two years time, they will be producing 40,000, you know, and, and, and that is nothing, you know, like 40,000 a month. That is nothing, you know, like, like, like the current consumption is like uh, between 150,000 and 200,000 a month. And, 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 you know, it's not, and, you know, that's the consumption because that's how much shells the Ukrainians get, you know, but, but if they, if they got more, you know, they could easily spend more, you know, so, so, I mean, what the Americans are actually saying in this article, you know, with this statement is that, uh, is that they're going to uh, let Ukraine, you know, they're going to hang it out to dry, you know, it, uh, you know, they're going to let it run out of shells because, uh, you know, 40,000 a month is just not going, is just not going to be enough, you know, so, so, you know, but, you know, then of course there are questions, you know, like, what does this mean? You know, like, like, uh, you know, is that the truth? You know, are, are they going to change their mind? Is this, you know, some kind of a disinformation or, or are they really that lethargic? And, and you know, and, and really, you know, like, such a poor backer to have, you know, like a lot of people say, you know, like Americans are the worst allies, you know, like, 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 you know, they'll, you know, they'll abandon you in the end. Because, you know, it's really strange, actually, because, you know, by by not finishing the job quickly, you know, Putin has really created a window of opportunity for them, you know, to, to you know, you know, to ramp up and really arm Ukraine to the teeth. And they're not fully taking advantage of this opportunity, you know, so like, you know, like I think Moscow has been very lethargic in its in its approach, but the, the U.S. is 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 also uh, somewhat lethargic, you know, in, in its own approach in arming Ukraine. Because yes, you know, they've transferred like like sixty billion to to Ukraine already, you know, but they've done that, you know, by depleting existing stocks. But how much have they invested, you know, in capacity in production, you know, to be able to to continue to do that, you know, like, like a couple of years from now. And it's a pittance, you know, like it's it's 600 million and now they're asking for another 600 million. I, I mean, that that's nothing, you know, and, and like, I don't know, is there is there so little foresight or I don't know, is, is there something they're, they're not telling us? Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so uh, uh, okay, so now you guys go ahead, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you have a more uh, personal experience with America. So, so let's hear it from you guys. Yes, I, I, I am close friends with American shell manufacturers. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, did, did, uh, what you're saying is that what the what the media is saying that the U.S. I, I sort of uh, chalked it up to the war industry propaganda justifying new contracts or whatever that they were saying. Oh, we're running so low. Oh, we can't produce enough. Give us more money so that we can, you know arm ukraine and, and and replenish our own stocks but uh you're saying that it's it's actually real at least with the shells no no man it's not propaganda do you remember that article where i wrote you know like what kind of industrial effort it took you know for america to be able to bomb german cities you know how many how many planes they had to have how many people had to be working on that 
it is the same thing with, with, with like shell production in like World War One and World War Two. You know, these are massive enterprises. Like you really have to employ a lot of people. A lot of factories have to be working. You know, for for the front to be able to you know to be expanding. You know, like hundred thousand shells per day. And and uh, but you know, it's not like that. That the U.S. is not capable of that. You, you know, I, I I don't. I mean. For certain, the 4,000 cannot be their ceiling, you know, like, I mean, a lot of people, you know, have told me, you know, but, you know, America has deindustrialized, you know, and it's way more compli complex, you know, to set up, you know, supply chains these days. Okay, 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 L let's accept all that, but by no means is 40,000 shells a month, you know, you know, a, a hard cap, you know, when, when, when 100 years ago, in much more primitive, you know, conditions, America, you know, was able to do, you know, I, I don't know. I, during Korea, I just found out, you know, they were they were spending seventeen thousand each day. So, so you know that that's half a million a month. Uh, and now they can't make more than forty thousand, and now it's going to be forty thousand after two years of investment. You know, it's well. Like, the question is then: um, Does Russia have enough production if they're buying stuff from North Korea? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that North Korea uh, thing is true, and I don't know if Russia has a lot of production. I, I think uh, 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 Russia might have been going on on just Soviet stocks, you know, on, on just like massive Soviet stockpiles. But, but yeah, but, the, I, I the Soviet Union was a serious country. Let's just put it that way. They were they were planning to fight the next hundred years of wars, <laughs> a real militarized Sparta. Oh man. You know, say what you will about the Soviet Union, but they <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, did I interrupt you? Keep, keep, keep saying, keep talking. No, 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 no. It, it, it was actually a good remark. You know, it was a good remark. So, so uh, 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 okay. If if Riley has anything to say, or or let's move on to to some other subject. Yeah, let's let's move on. Okay. Uh, well, in general, I did write an article that got picked up by Uns. Uh, and I'm bringing it up not to uh, pat my own back, but uh, the comments were pretty. I where do we where does where is the like Russia watcher sphere stand? I figured, damn, like after her son and before that with uh, Kharkiv, uh, Kharkov, like that the, the scales would fall from people's eyes. And to be fair, the people that read us obviously see what's going on. And even there were some people in the comments section that were. Amenable to the information I presented, but uh, it's kind of what is the you guys monitor this much closer than I am. What is the current cope? Like, what is the current five D narrative that uh, you know? If we're gonna, if I'm gonna criticize it, I need to know what they're saying. What are they saying now? How are, how are they justifying what's happened recently? Like Russia's stuff, and you know, now there's talk about giving up uh, parts of Zaporozhye. So what, what's what's the 5D cope now? Uh, can you fill me in? They're, they're claiming it's all it's all economic now. That's that's the big uh, thing. That's what Ritter is saying. That's what others, they're saying that Russia is gonna bleed the West dry through economic means and, and basically force a resolution to this, which also feels like massive cope in my honest opinion. Um, but, it, it, yeah, to be honest, I've also sort of checked out. I mean, I just, there's only so much you can take. Uh, you know, at a certain point, you just have to recognize that these people are not actually capable of like being honest with themselves. And it doesn't mean that they have to agree with our assessment of the situation, not at all, but they won't even 
acknowledge, for example, that, you know, people were saying that uh, in, you know, Kharkiv, that this was some sort of 5D trap, right? That there was, that the Ukrainians were being let in and it was all part of this sneaky trap that Russia was going to close on them. I mean, they won't even acknowledge, they'll, they'll say one thing and the next day they just drop it and they'll never, they'll never return to it. They'll never say, yeah, this was a, this, we, we misread this, but we still believe, you know, we, we still believe in the, in the, in the long, the long game here, but yeah, we got this one wrong. They won't even say that. They won't even acknowledge that. But Rolo, I actually have a question for you because you wrote this follow-up where you, you basically outlined, you know, what your actual views are about the Russia and this conflict. But to me, this, I have to say that it almost bothered me that you felt the need to write that because why, why should you have to defend or explain yourself when you have been far more on point and far more accurate with your, you know, punditry than probably any of your critics have, you know, with their own, their own bizarro world 5D uh, predictions. Like why, why did you feel the need to defend yourself when it should be, it should be them. It should be the 5D chess masters who are writing these long, post explaining what they actually think is going on right uh yeah it should be but like they they're bigger than i am that's just an objective fact and a lot of them have these what they're like what marco likes to call uh, desk jockeys they're they're, they're people they're not, they're not bigger man it's not the same demographic it's it's okay we'll, we'll circle back to that in a sec uh, but well, basically you know when people say uh, Scott Ritter or uh, Colonel McGregor, who I don't like, you know, I don't have anything against the guy. He, he seems to just be wrong about a couple things, but, you know, I, I like what he's said about American politics. I'm, I'm sure if he was just, if it was just me and him meeting and we're talking about America, I'm sure we'd, we'd find a lot of agreement. Uh, these yeah, other yeah, guys. And, and, and he nearly yeah. became a U.S. ambassador to Moscow, you know, and I'm all for that. You know, I, I, I think that would have been great if, if Trump actually, you know, you know, had a guts to, to go through with that, with that, yeah, I, I think, I would have I think loved Kushner them. torpedoed I, 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 that. I, I would have loved him as that, you know, but I mean, he's just been wrong on everything, you know, and just, just, he just keep digging deeper. And, he's, he's honestly, I don't, I can't, I don't understand what his motives are, but it's clear. I've started following his YouTube channel and it's, it's, it's the most blatant clickbait garbage I've ever seen. And it, it must be some sort of, I, I, I'm assuming that he's monetized this gig that he has made for himself and is probably cleaning up mean, pretty nicely. Do you mean, I mean, you he, mean McGregor or Ether? Both. But, but I, was, I was speaking about McGregor specifically. You know, McGregor came out three weeks ago and said that Ukraine would be completely destroyed by now. <laughs> you know, like this guy just has no like he has no brakes there's no brakes on the mcgregor train this guy just you can't stop this guy from just going full yolo you know well, he just can't help himself is that there's i'd, I'd break the, the the 5d people into two categories one is like the people with actual what do you call it positions or like uh credentials to their name and uh and they're very very wrong and you have to wonder like what is the caliber of like expertise in, in the US, everything, the apparatus that like people with these kinds of diagnoses. And you see it like the opposite too, with the people who are 
you know, vehemently pro-Ukraine and, and the stuff that they are promoting about like the ghost of Kiev and everything. Again, it was people with epaulets, epaulets, I guess it's called, and, uh, you know, stars on their chest. And it was people with all these impressive resumes and stuff. And then there's like a second category of, of analysts who have no claim to expertise whatsoever. I mean, when, like when you like Gonzago Lira, that's a former PUA guy who wasn't even good at PUA. I mean, so it's like, who is, how is he suddenly an expert on any of this stuff? Uh, I don't know. So on, on the one hand, like I can understand why, you know, a lot, I get a lot of links and a lot of people saying, well, you know, your analysis conflicts with Ritter or McGregor. And I can understand why people would be like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a great point. I mean, if Gonzalo Lira can become as successful as Scott Ritter and, and McGregor, then, you know, it's it, it's not about having a military background and all that, you know, it, it's just about you're saying the right things that, that people want to hear. And uh, you know what? I would split up the, this demographic uh, maybe like like into Johnny come lately and, and just like just like people who, who, who are just like uh, naturally contrarian and, and like naturally pessimistic about their own country. You know, so like it's like recently I, I had this Polish lady lash out at me on Twitter, you know, because, you know, I, I had some I, I don't even remember, you know, but like some realist comment you know i was poo-pooing you know i don't know like i don't know the, the, i forgot about you know the idea of, of very quick success somewhere there in ukraine and she's like oh you know like she's lashing out me you american lover and all that and then like uh I, I i don't know why she popped up in my feed again you know a couple of weeks later where she's saying oh well you know like until until April, I, I was still a Ukraine supporter, but then I dug deeper, and, you know, and now I don't support them anymore. It's like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, you know, like, like you, like, until April, you were supporting Ukraine and the US, and now you're gonna, you're gonna tell me I'm an America lover. I mean, Jesus Christ, you lady, like, I've hated America since I was like 11 years old, you know, in, in the mid 90s, you know, like, you know, because we were visiting Bosnia and seeing all these foreign troops there. You know, it's like, like you are going to say this to me, like, like how how deranged are you? You know, and like a lot of people are like that. You know, like they just at the very beginning of the journey. You know, like I don't know when they got upset. You know, was it when they kicked out Trump or, or when Trump was rising or, or sometimes during the Obama years or maybe even during the Bush years, but. I don't know how long you have been at it, but you have not been longer at it than I have been at it. And you have not been at it more, more intensively than I have been at it. I mean, I assure you, you have not fantasized about torturing Bill Clinton to death as often as I have. Like, it's just impossible. Okay? This is like so a. I, this should Michael be like a, a war. His soul to us. This, no, this should be this should be like qualifications in the future, like the future state or whatever, where it's like you have to prove how much you hated America. That's nothing. When I was a child, I I fantasized about killing Bill Clinton. But you know, the, I think that. Sorry, Margaret, not to cut you off. Uh, this yeah, I no, think this ahead. does. I think this does tap into a larger issue here. And I mean, Marco basically outlined it. So many of the people, especially the really fanatical sort of so-called pro-Russian pundits and just supporters in general on social media, it's not so much that they even have an understanding of what is going on in Russia or what Russia even is or its government. They're just disaffected Westerners. They're just pissed off at their government. And 
to them, Russia is the anti-West or the anti-America. And so that's who they're rooting for. And it's this, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of idea. And yeah, then but they I can should, cherry I just, pick. Yeah. I just yeah. wish they would like include us in the conversation. You know, I want to be able to 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 engage in like a civil debate, and it's as if, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're the they're the opposite picture of Navalny in Russia, right? And his supporters, they're like, oh, Russia is bad. You know, it has problems. Right, like, right. You know, you it's... can be mistreated in prison, so they automatically, you know, assume, oh, but America is just the opposite. Everything is great there. You know, so, yeah, so, good point. Exactly. So, well, it's very, their whole, yeah. I was just going to say their whole worldview is based, it, it depends on this over simplicity, right? This very, very, uh, you know, bare bones idea that, you know, Washington is the great Satan. And it, it, it basically is. But, but, wait, but wait, I, I will raise you, Riley. I know exactly what you're about to say. I will raise you that. It's it's right. more than that. It's this. It's this. I wrote this in my schizo screed. I'm sorry. I haven't. Uh, I just figured out how to gift subs, and I gave one to Marco. But if you give me your email, I'll add you as well. I just. Oh my uh, this, god! You didn't get. You didn't give me a sub. You I little. Didn't, Weasel. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I will be. I will give me your email. I will give it to you. You have to read the schizo screeds. But I was just pointing out that, and this is it every single time. The people who uh, are like the ones who believe in this, like sort of like what Riley's getting at, what we've talked about before. They're 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 just plan believers, you know. If it, before that it was Trump, it was QAnon, it was the pedophiles in the tunnels being rounded up by white hats in the FBI. Uh, before that, it was. It's. I think it's. It's like it's relevant to the biblical narrative. You know, this everything is five D chess. Where does that meme come from? That's literally the metaphysical position of like Nicene Christianity. It's this idea that there's this epic battle between good and evil that's happening, and we don't understand any of it. And all we have to know is that in the end, good wins, and that what we see as evil is actually just an optical illusion, and it's actually God maneuvering. Uh, the four, you know, he's like setting up the pieces on the chessboard so he could put evil into checkmate. So, you know, he loses a pawn here, he loses a knight there, he gains a position. It's this incredible game being played by chess masters, and we're too stupid to understand it. And that is the default thinking. And it's, and even if I get, even if someone like loses their belief in Putin's 5D plan, okay, what they will do is they will then switch to the opposite extreme where everything is controlled and it's all 5D kabuki theater. So even if something good were to happen, like, uh, for example, the LGBT ban or something, that's just his handlers allowing him to throw you or like if uh, you take anything at that point and it all becomes kabuki theater it's like well kanye is being allowed to say this to discredit you know the positions of other people to discredit trump that's what a lot of these trump supporters are saying now you don't understand the deep state has uh, activated kanye to, to go against Trump and discredit uh, the message of MAGA and to then undermine Trump by stealing votes from him. That's the narrative that they're going with. So, uh, and it's always this, and you get it in the comments, like they'll quote a psalm at you. They'll quote James at you. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll always bring it back to this weird, I, I honestly think all, all of it stems from this bizarre conception of the world that's like metaphysical in nature, that there's these, and it, it's, it's the same thing. Sorry, Sorry. You faded out. 
Yeah, yeah uh, but, but I say this the same thing with COVID and I'll throw it over to you, Riley. It, there are these people who like believed and you, you know what I'm talking about? Like these, uh, it's it's so complicated. You know, we can't understand, right. trust the experts. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same it's, mentality. It's the same mentality. It's this greater good. It's this, you don't understand, just do your part. Like put your head down, put your ma- mask up, head down, shut up. It's this, it's this Fauciism, right? This idea that, you just, you couldn't possibly yeah. comprehend how complicated and, and how even, even, when, even, when, even when things are obviously even obviously wrong and disgusting and despicable things are happening you don't understand why it's necessary and good you're too right much, like you fucking yeah you're too just fucking like, dumb to know yeah. what's good for you trust the experts trust the priests trust the angels yeah. tr- trust uh the the white hats trust the kgb you so, know it's not so, so, so. So, so trust Putin and and uh, Saker's explanations. <laughs> the same, yeah, it's yeah. the same phenomenon, dude. It's just people choose what narrative they want, and some of them are like more in line with sort of our worldview. Well, but, but well, well, y- y- you know, let's do something. You know, l- l- let's change the scenery. Let's put that in America. You know, you know uh, who they're similar to. Let's say that uh, so, some Pakistani dude, you know, some some young Pakistani dude got you know fascinated with Trump with make america great again you know this sort of return of american nationalism and he was like oh yeah i'm all for that right and then uh he he got to learn that there were people in america who are actually conservative and who've been conservatives for like 50 years there and and you know and and so on who were like they don't like trump because to them uh, he's not he's not MAGA enough, you know. He's not make America great enough, you know. He 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 he's just a wuss, you know. He just say these things, but then he never he ne- he never he never you know uh, pulls through. And then that Pakistani boy would be saying to these guys who've been conservatives for fifty years, he's like, "Oh, you're disloyal. Why do you support Obama? What's wrong with you? You know, you work for the FD- FBI. You know, like that is the situation we're in. You know, it's like it's like this, the, the, you know, like this." Do you know many? Do you know many Paki supporters of Trump? Do you know a lot of Paki supporters of Trump, Marco? It's a good example. It's the same distance, man. Because, like, like, let's be honest. Pakistanis know more about America than Americans know about Russia. Yeah. No, I, I, I. But you know, but and yet they are so confident, you know, in their judgments. You know, like either you, you know, either you agree with with Saker or you, and uh, you know, sing praises to hypersonic missiles or, or or you know, or you work for the CIA. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I I would just like add that it's it. I've always okay. So this is kind of a weird thing, a weird example to bring up here, and you might lose my train of logic here. But I assure you, there is some if you just sort of really, really, really like you know turn <laughs> kind of get on my wavelength like turn your radio to, to the frequency i'm on uh but like so in iran for example they uh have this interesting attitude towards gays where they think they have like the spirit of a woman trapped in them and so they encourage the gays to get the reassignment surgery and this is a traditional country uh this is like a trad approach and the logic behind it is that it's not what you believe or what you say or the falsetto voice that you speak in it's what you do and since you're behaving this way then that's what you are so they that's like a an, another way of, of seeing things whereas we're all about belief right so uh I- instead of looking at what people do and like the behavior and like the the results of it we're just so fixated on the the narrative you know on the on the illusory stuff on the beliefs and, and um 
so when you like look at the at the behavior of a lot of people who claim to you know support something or or to be something it doesn't really match up with the what you, you you'd expect i mean you get that a lot in in, in any political movement right you, you get i used to you know hang out with these leftists and nobody likes to talk more about peace and love and hugging each other but these are very nasty people when you talk i mean they hate one another they're they hate humanity they hate their neighbor but they they still claim to be for an ideology of love and you get that to a certain extent with nationalists as well where it's like uh you know we're all for the greatness of our country but they they eat at kfc and they also sort of just hate on everybody so uh th th there has to be like uh i think a better way of of tell you you have to sort like there has to be some sort of you have to look at the way things are like the, the actions right and that's sort of what we do we're not about these narratives that can't be proven one way or the other like who's to say what you have in your heart like who's to say what trump really has in his heart of hearts what, what his like innermost thinkings are who's to say what putin's innermost thinkings are and, and his true heart of hearts right we could speculate we we could read his bio and we could kind of form a picture of him but it's it's difficult. Well, it, it makes a lot more sense to just pay attention and and look at what they've done. And everything Putin's done has basically been classical liberalism, uh, with some patriotism. He's done a lot of stuff, uh, but it's also a lot of half measures. People always talk about, oh, you know, he jailed the oligarchs. Yeah, he did some of them. You know, he got the more egregious ones. Uh, but even then, he lets some of them go, and then he, the rest of them, still have their positions. I, I, have I, I, I mean, actually, Putin was installed as Yeltsin's successor because Primakov was was gonna go uh, much more harder on the oligarchs. Uh, yeah, there's actually that whole story about how Putin gave to power. There's so many conspiracies about it. Like, with it, it has to do with Nemtsov, uh, Primakov. It has to do with Andropov's legacy because Androp uh, Gorbachev was uh, a protege of. And Dropov, and uh, I don't, you know, the the standard narrative is that Gorbachev went against Andropov, who was like this Boy Scout, uh, not a Boy Scout. He he was a, uh, you know, he was like totally believing in the Soviet system. But the truth of the matter is, and this is like a topic for another time. All these theories about the the 90s and the and the 80s and everything. The way I see it, uh, Andropov was just a, a hardcore anti-Stalinite. And uh, he he hated China because they were basically too pro-Stalin. And he was he, what what Gorbachev went ahead, went ahead, went ahead and did was what Andropov wanted to do. He just he was sick and uh, or or he survived an assassination attempt, depending on who you believe. And that's why it didn't. But Gorbachev just went through and did it. And uh, and then you know, so, so like there's this whole chain of like how we got to this point that we could yeah, another show. Look, look okay maybe in, uh, in terms of reform uh, economics and all that but but I, I don't see andropo you know allowing the wall to fall and, and just not doing anything you know like he will i think he was he moving was towards that i think the soviet union was i mean he was against the brezhnev people and the brezhnev people were the hardliners uh at least relative to Andropov, but whatever. I'm just saying the main point I was trying to get at was that you have to look at like what's been done, the behavior, what we could objectively see. Uh, and, and, and that's all, I mean, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter like what their heart of hearts is on a certain level because people delude themselves into thinking, well, I mean, this guy, we, we've, you know, with Putin, we've had him for 20 years. We kind of know what he does, how he governs, how he, what, what he was planning to do. Right. Uh, I don't think anyone can lay plans I mean, maybe someone had like a 200 IQ, they could lay a plan 20 years in advance, or they could lay a plan 40 years in advance. And, and you know, like a God emperor type figure who can think a millennia into the future. We don't really have that here, right? So at this point, we can sort of 
tell what the guy is about. And there's a lot of good, uh, but at the same time, he's not. There, there's very little to you can't prove one way or the other these 5d theories is what i'm saying just focus on the behavior focus on what he's done focus on how he's reacted to different problems same with trump uh you know you, you just you just got to look at the behavior of things you have to think like an iranian you see a, a homosexual and you give him money to do a reassignment surgery that's the right way to do it that's the that's the that's the correct approach so give your money to homosexuals so that they can transition that's all i'm saying okay i think well, that's, all, that's, all that's all that all that matters is is results. It, it it doesn't matter what. Right, right. Because a lot, you know, like like in Obama years, a lot of people saying, "Oh, but he wants to withdraw from from Iraq and all and all that stuff." He wants to but close. He just can't, yeah, but, but he he just, he, he just cannot. Like like I, I like I like I don't care. You know what he wants. You know, is he gonna do it or not? You know. Okay, honest about it. I'm sorry. I gotta yeah. I gotta bounce. But um, sure, we'll continue. Been... Yeah, it's been good. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk for a little bit uh, after. But yeah, that's okay, a good guys. example. All right. Thanks, Riley. Till next yep. time. But yep. that's a great example. It's like, and that's one of the problems that I have with like democratic or party based systems. You could always just pass the buck and say, oh yeah, we totally would have closed Guantanamo Bay, but the Republicans wouldn't let us. Or the, oh yeah, we totally would have passed universal health care, but you know, those Republicans wouldn't let us. Oh yeah, we totally would have uh, passed uh, student debt forgiveness, but the Republicans wouldn't let us. And then the Republicans would say the same thing. Oh yeah, we would have totally built that wall and clamped down on immigration, but the Democrats wouldn't let us. Oh yeah, we would have, you know, it's just, and um, it's all... Yeah, Rolo. On another subject, you promised us a uh, 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 good news about crabs. I did, uh, but then the the strikes came out, and I figured it'd be kind of strange to talk about crabs uh, in the. So I just moved it to tomorrow, uh, the crab post. But uh, I, I I turned this like story about how the crabs have like appeared on uh, Russian store shelves into this whole like diatribe against uh, the, the 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 open like international trade system that we have now uh, because, and I tied it up with, uh, I guess I'll spoil it. I don't care. Uh, the, the problem is that I, I tied it to Gazprom where Greg Gazprom, as you know, is still selling uh, gas, even though we're hearing news that they're, they're still, they're going to be tapering off even more now, but they're selling LNG, you know, they're doing everything they can to, to, to get the gas into Europe. And the justification, the 5D chess theory here is that you need that money in the government coffers to fund the war effort. And so I asked the question, why not just sell Europe weapons then? You know, then you can pocket the profit from selling them weapons and you can continue the war effort. Where, where, where do you draw the line? You know, if you're using energy starvation tactics on Ukraine to bring them to the negotiating table, that's the stated objective. Uh, why would you not apply the same logic to Europe? They're the ones who are, you know, They've, you and I both have seen that video uh, detailing just how much money and and help Europe is sending to Ukraine. These these people, this is the rear of of your enemy. This is their like, this is their factory, as it were. This is where they're getting all all their support from. So why would you? Yeah, and, and and you know, a lot of people think, oh, Europe is going to freeze this winter, and you know, like 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 their energy prices are so high, they're not going to. But if Gazprom can help it. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's that's exactly right. You know, like, uh, well, apparently Russia is doing everything it can, you know, to prevent that. You know, so. <laughs> right, and so, uh, so, so I was saying, like, but, look, what would happen if you didn't just sell them the gas? Uh, like, just like you don't sell them the crabs anymore. You can't. You're sanctioned. You you have to sell the crabs at home. What would happen? Uh, wouldn't energy prices go down? Isn't that good for business? Like, wouldn't you open up new factories? If the gas prices were lower, 
in Russia. You mean in Russia? And I don't like the no, system. No, I was just no. I, I, I don't think so, man. I mean, Russia has access of energy. You know, I just cannot use all that. It's it's not configured. Look, but I I have to push back a little bit. I, I'm going to praise the markets, you know, and especially in this in this sanction stuff, like that the, they try sanctioning uh, uh, transport of Russian oil, and, and it totally failed be, because of the market. Like it's like okay, uh, you know, like Russia went and bought 100 tankers, you know, on the open market, but that's not the whole story. The, you know, part of the story is that, you know, like the Greeks and, and, and a bunch of others, you know, they just start ag aggressively reflagging their own tankers, you know, to Panama so they can continue to, to carry. Uh, to, to Yeah, that's, that's know, not really what I was going Russian with. Oil, you know? That's not really what I was going with. But yeah, God bless the Greeks and their shipping monopoly. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, no, I, it, like, like I, I don't know. You, you, you just have to love you just have to love the market here. You know, imagine if if if. if uh, all countries were communist and and you know all trade was like state regulated you know in that case uh, americans really could sanction russia you know like like much much better than than what they're capable of now yeah but what i was trying to get at was that like look if you for you know i'm not going to rehash the whole article but uh whatever there's now that the, the good news is that there's there's juicy succulent nutritious crabs available within russia and the prices for it appear to be reasonable so that was my good news but you'll hear about it tomorrow on the blog uh, but uh, you know, just to, to to how about one more point before we we wrap up? Uh, so with this with the whole like trade thing, I mean, a lot of it. Um, so like you know, Russia's whole strategy towards Europe was we'll make them dependent on our energy, right? And this is sort of predicated on people sort of believing in that. Like like there's like a lot of things that were a national elite in say germany that's capable of acting in its self-interest which we learned is not the case again if you had the just standard economic yeah why wouldn't they get cheaper russian gas and continue making their fancy cars that putin could then use to ride across the crimean bridge why not that the system was working and that was the russian approach it's it's almost as if the russians like actually believed in all of these western theories more than the westerners do do you know what i'm saying like they actually thought that like that whole approach of like we'll make them dependent on some export from us and that way there'll be no war isn't that something isn't that like wilsonia that's like pre wilsonia it's like that, that's no, like that, that's classical the classical liberalism. yeah yeah well, that's like well look uh you know like gas is ju is just a small part of energy you know like if you're supplying 60 percent, you know then they cannot go to war with you you know but Okay, uh, you, Russia was supplying a lot more than that, but there's, that was just a matter of convenience, you know. But but you know, what you're seeing now, you know, trade routes just just get. Uh, uh, well, I'm just saying know, that Russia in, Russia in, seems to be like believing in these ideas more than the West is, and you even had Putin coming out recently, defending like classical liberalism. He was like, you know, Russia's like the the classical liberal state, not the West. The West is something else now. We're the ones, and it's like. You know, as as a as a guy who's not really into that, I'm like, oh, cringe. But uh, he's right. You know, it's like it's it genuinely seems that these Russian elites were educated in like these 18th century <laughs> Western ideas, and they were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. That's what the West does, right? But the West doesn't yeah, do that. But 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 they're not wrong. You know, l l look at China. How China is, is now behaving. You know, if they didn't have all those trade links with America. Uh, 
they might have been a lot more independent. They've been very cautious, you know, in regard to this war. You know, like like they're almost giving, you know, like like they're not enthusiastically backing Russia here, you know, because they have a lot to lose. They have a lot, they lot a lot of economic links with the U.S. Still, that they apparently value quite a bit. Yeah, I know a lot of people talk about how uh, China can just cut off trade with America. And that would... Look, the thing is, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to break it, but Russia isn't isn't that powerful economically, and and uh, oil is a commodity. You know, like you can buy it in Russia as a matter of convenience, but you can also buy it from the Saudis, and then Russia has to sell it so, somewhere else. You know, you only and and gas isn't actually like gas isn't actually like one of the one of the major energies. And it just gets talked a lot about because because it's a gas. You know, it, it, it's hard to sell a gas. You know, you need a pipeline, and for that you need government cooperation. You know, so so they're always you know like uh, hashing out you know like pipelines and all that stuff. But that that actually is, is, is just a very small part 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 of the energy market. You know, so you know you build a pipeline to somewhere. Okay, great. That doesn't mean Germans are not dependent on you. Uh, uh, and, and well, especially they wouldn't be especially well, especially they would wouldn't be if they you know if they hadn't closed their nuclear plants and and the coal plants and all that and, right and but that what? but that was like but isn't that just like the the some some like clever people in washington coming up and, with some and, and, you know what i never understood you know like uh the, the europeans you know their idea you know in the 90s you know how how, how energy is going to be handled is is that they're gonna own, you know, the corporations in Russia that that extract the oil, right? They're gonna own these corporations, and they're gonna own the the, the ports and, and the ships and the pipelines and all that, you know. Like the oil is just gonna be, you know, from Russia, but it's it's all gonna be theirs basically, and, and they're gonna own everything. They're gonna control everything, and and yeah, of course, you know, the Russians put you know put a stop to that. They're gonna have none of that. But then the Russians had the idea, hey. We're not just gonna sell them the oil, you know. Let, let's also own, you know, gas gas storage in Germany and, and gas stations, you know. Uh, and I don't understand that, you know. Like, did, did you really think that was gonna be uh, that was gonna be a sustainable thing? You know, just sell them at the border, you know. Like, the infrastructure until the border is yours. After the infrastructure is theirs, you know, you shake hands, they give you the money, you give them the oil, and 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 and, and that's it, you know. Like, yeah, the, the Russians that's really. The that's Russians our- really thought that they're gonna be able to have gas stations I- in Germany, you know, for the long term. Come that's on, what I'm saying, like, what dude. Like thinking, you know? they, they like, actually. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. They, why they were thinking that? It's because they, they, they like took those courses by like Western economic theorists, and they like actually believed it. it isn't exactly what like a classical liberal approach to it would be. Well, you know, I'll just, I'll just show up in some country and I'll buy their stuff, and then mutual trade dependence will ensure our country's cooperation and that will translate into no more wars and that's that's i've heard that before you know like right on the eve of world war one i heard i heard like that's what they were thinking as well so yeah uh that's kind of like my point it's it's these people aren't thinking like soviets they're not thinking like imperial tsarists they're not thinking like national socialist germany they're 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 pretty much they they fell for that whole let's use trade and mutually dependent networks yeah 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 absolutely and 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 
yeah, the, the, the real reason you cannot have wars, you know, in the West is because uh, they, nobody has the military. They, you know, they're all they're all dependent right. of of the U.S. You know, just just right. only has the military. You know, and and you all, yeah, and you see that you know America this is really you know is is now intensifying it. It's it's it, the it's tech, basically tech war against China. You know, like, like they cut them off from from this thing, from that thing, and, and so on. So so yeah, absolutely. But you know, we're getting very theoretical, so. Yeah, well, I mean, the Crabs article is theoretical, too. So anyway, that's I think it was a good episode. Uh, we covered a lot. I think uh, just do you have any you don't like doing predictions going forward, but uh, I did have a couple. I think there's a lot of uh, rumors or or sort of tentative news regarding further mobilization. So I think we'll have some of that. Uh, it's, that's kind of a big prediction to make. And I don't see anybody else making it. Maybe I'm not paying close enough attention, but I'm yeah, stay... we had a dis we had a disagreement about that, right? Yeah, I guess I I do think there will be more than three hundred thousand cents. Uh, so I'm willing to stake my reputation on 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 that on that line. So I'm willing to say and, it's going to be more and, than. And and do and do you think it's already happening? It's like it's already more than three hundred thousand. I don't know. I I I really don't know. I I know that some liberals are saying uh like. You know, like the the typical Moscow Times. I think they've already said that it's it's already starting to exceed three hundred thousand. I don't know. Yeah, but then another, but then another group of liberals said, no, it's it must be less than three hundred thousand because the regions uh, allocated so little money for their salaries. So, but but huh. look, uh, yeah, look, what, what I'm saying is we're gonna see. I mean, you know, it's gonna show up on on, on the front line. You mean the the original three hundred thousand? So you're saying that it may not even be three hundred thousand. That's what you're saying. That it could be less. No, I, I've just read it, but I don't actually agree with that because because you know there are many explanations for regions not allocating enough money. That's kind of what <laughs> like embezzlement. <laughs> yeah, that's the easier explanation. I but I I think I am gonna make a confident prediction that it's it, we're gonna have more than three hundred thousand which technically qualifies. I'm not going to say that we're going to get 2 million or that's how many Strelkov wanted, if I'm not mistaken. I think he said 1.5 to 2 million was what was needed. Uh, and he said that before he was shipped off to the front. So I'm not saying that we're going to get the Strelkov 2 million to 1.5 million, but I do think we're going to get more than 300,000. And I think that's I, a... I, I, I think it's more likely than not, but... But I don't necessarily think that they're gonna start, you know, the second wave as soon as the first wave hits the front. I think they might wait another year, you know, or something like that. I mean, I mean, that's kind of Putin's mo, you know, just exhaust what you're doing, and then, and then. You know, I just, I just don't think three hundred thousand is enough. I don't think it's enough. I mean, that only puts you at parity, and they're just gonna need at least yeah, like exactly. they're gonna need more. So anyway, but it, what, what you're saying. What I'm well, like, look, if there was, if it was going to be two million, that would mean Russia's preparing for an all-out offensive, right? But we don't have any proof of that, so. Yeah, yeah, that means that you're in in Lviv in a couple of months. Right, and so if we saw that, then, um, well, that's pretty much like what every like hardcore patriot, like guide to the to the right of Putin, would want to see. Uh, I think we're going to get another compromise, which is just going to be like an extra. Maybe two hundred or three hundred thousand men. Even that's a little bit optimistic, but uh, I do think it's going to be more than three hundred thousand. So I'm, I'm I'm firmly making that prediction. And that's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I think we'll I think we'll have some good. We'll have some interesting news to talk about 
the next time we get back together for a podcast you know then there seems to be like a higher intensity of like happenings in general so we'll have something to talk about uh other than that thanks for joining me and uh, we'll see you guys again next time on the worst of all worlds